Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Tom Goyne, and this is the AUD podcast. Okay, no, it's Angela Alexander. I'm sorry. Uh, Just in case you were sick of hearing my name, I thought I would put Tom's name first. But today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is how do you save time using technology? Um, We both have hacks because Tom and I have pretty much one new idea every minute. So (laughs) how do we keep up with it? We increase our bandwidth by decreasing our download bandwidth. Wait, what? No, what what I mean to say is that in order for us to accomplish the big things that we set our sights on, we need a lot of help from the people around us and technology. And sometimes technology is cheaper than people. So um, what you're gonna learn in this episode is a whole lot of tips and tricks that we use to accomplish big dreams in a short amount of time. And so I welcome you onto your own podcast, Dr. Tom <laughs> Goyne. Well, thank you for having me on my podcast. I appreciate that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Most awkward podcast <laughs> intro ever. No, go that's birds. good. Yeah, go birds. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, no, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of my goals for this podcast has been things that people can use on a day-to-day basis to either help themselves out clinically, help themselves out with managing things, or a combination of both. And so, even though you and I uh, have, you know, a f- some would say too many ideas, new ideas. Uh, everybody's got new ideas, and they got to keep organized. And they, you know, you'll, they'll be driving down the road and think about, "Ooh, this is how I can solve that one problem I've been thinking about." And so, you know. There, I think everybody can use some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll just throw a whole bunch of stuff out there. I was thinking we would uh, we would uh, maybe take turns. You, yes, you I throw love one it. out let's there. Let's bat and it I'll back and forth. Yep. Yes, and then, and then we can have the listeners decide who won the podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm only competitive in tasks like this because everything else I'm bad at. But that's okay. okay. I am right. so ready to go. Who's starting? Well, we flipped a coin and you chose heads and it came up heads. So you go first. Ooh, awesome. Okay. So I am a creative stuck inside an audiologist's body. It's taken a really long time for me to come to grips with that. So the first thing I'm going to suggest is using otter.ai. Um, otter is a live transcription app that you get 600 free minutes of recording a month. I'm going to say my first tip is let's say that you happen to get one of those brilliant ideas open up the otter app on your phone audio record whatever your great idea is put it into otter let it transcribe it then copy and paste that into something like chat gpt and have it create a good summary of your idea or even a step-by-step process based on what your audio transcript told it. So in other words, the chat GPT is sort of cleaning up your your running thoughts, your running speech, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. It's a content improver. All right, Tom, you are your turn. Go go ahead. Well, well, for by the way, 600 free minutes. Holy cow. Like Right? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And the transcription's fairly decent. You can export it into a Word document. Um, it can even like 
send you gems and insights from your own talks. It can connect with your Google Calendar. So Otter AI is my number one. Go ahead, Tom. So mine is an app that alerts you when you've gotten to 599 minutes. No, really? I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but mine mine is somewhat in the realm of um, taking speech and putting it into text. And actually, now that I'm about to mention this, it may actually be be one that you told me about uh, a year or two ago, which which is Descript. Descript, yeah, D E S C R I P T. So here's how I've been using that lately. Uh, so it's 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 a um, computer program. Uh, and you can take speech, uh, you, you can talk into it, you can drop videos into it, and it will create transcripts is kind of where I'm headed. And so what I've been doing is I've been recording for my practice, I've been recording YouTube videos, and then I've been taking those YouTube videos, dropping them into Descript, creating a transcript, and I then take that and use that as a blog post for my practice's website. Now, again, I got to clean it up a little bit and you know fix a few things. Um, but talk about, I don't know if it's cool to say kill two birds with one stone, but we're saying it, sorry birds, go, ooh, yeah, go birds. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that one I feel like saves a whole bunch of time. You're making a video and you know, we know this stuff like the back of our hand. When I say we, I mean audiologists, we can just talk about it. And so you record the video, you don't have much of a script. Um, and then you just use that as a transcript and you don't have to write a blog post. There you go. Exactly. That's really awesome. You could use Otter AI too, in case you don't want to go from video to dropping it in and whatnot. But one other thing that I want to talk to you about is, um, and I think Descript is also wonderful for one other reason. Let's say that you've just worked with a case study and you don't want to say their names. You can actually mm. search the transcript for the person's name and automatically remove it. Hooray for HIPAA. Right. Um, so and, and, and actually, if you if you train Descript, it will you can actually replace Angela's name with Annie's name and it will use your own voice. Absolutely. Um, so I, I love using that and I love writing really funny things. Um, so a lot of talk has been done about chat GPT, Jasper AI and other um, artificial intelligence um, ways of writing. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't need it to write ideas for me, but sometimes I need them to write things in a way that makes things more engaging, better summarized, things like that. Um, so for example, I was showing a friend of mine, let's say that you need to write an email, but you want to change the tone because you feel so closely about whatever the email is that you can't really say it the way that it needs to be received. Mm. So I was jokingly, I wrote, write this email with humility. And I wrote something really ridiculous, right? Like I grew up Mennonite. Humility is kind of one of our traits. So it's not usually something I struggle with, but in a weekly meeting afterward where I was demonstrating how chat GPT worked, I brought it up and on my history, I didn't even realize it said, write this email with humility. So just in case anyone happened to see my history on chat GPT, I thought I'd mentioned it here. All of us during testing at one point have uncovered something that is 
uncomfortable to say to a parent mm. or an adult, right? Maybe I've got concerns about something retrocochlear going on. I really think that you need to book imaging immediately or see an ENT immediately. I love chat GPT or Jasper AI for writing a statement with bold language and asking it to use a more professional voice. Hmm. So, okay, yeah, your kid has a lot of diagnoses. APD is probably one of them. Working with this is going to help their auditory skills, which may help them move forward in a lot of different areas, but it might not be the only thing you need to address. I put that into chat GPT, press enter, and I'm often really happy with the result. Interesting. Yeah, I, I like that idea. You know, I, I do a little bit of coaching on uh, how audiologists should communicate with patients. And it just occurred to me that sometimes folks struggle with the right way to word things to patients. And I almost feel like they might be able to get some ideas from that. Interesting. I let you articulate all this time, but really it's just been art artificial intelligence. Um, to be honest, it's only been about the past month. Um, <laughs> but I have been taking like creative things that I've been writing and putting it in. And then every now and then I have it try to write, to try to finish the paragraph that I'm making. And I wrote a, the beginning of a paragraph. Auditory training is great because, you know, it can help fine tune auditory skills. And I wrote types of auditory training include, and then I pushed the arrow, which made it continue writing and it included the Buffalo model. So hilariously enough, either I'm training this beast or someone else in the world is, um, but it, it even has a better knowledge of different auditory <laughs> processing therapies than maybe a standard medical doctor. Maybe maybe that'll be our next uh, competitive podcast will be, can a robot do Buffalo model auditory training better than Angela Alexander? We'll try that. I bet <laughs> it can. Go ahead, Tom. What's yours? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got a really simple one. This is an audio podcast. If people can't see it, it's just a notebook. Just a good old-fashioned notebook. You got some ideas? Write it down. I think for me, writing stuff down you know, you're trying to organize some of those thoughts. And when you have to use the motor system, it makes you organize them a little more efficiently than if you're just talking into Otter AI or talking into chat GPT or whatever. And so um, I just find it's a good way to get some thoughts organized. It's just a good old fashioned notebook. The one I've got here, I don't know how big is this thing. It's probably um, eight by six or something like that. It's not even the size of a piece of paper, eight by 11, um, an inch thick. Just write stuff down. Ideas come to me, write them down. It's not great, obviously, if an idea comes to you while you're driving, but um, you know, if you're kind of sitting at your desk or something, you can you can write some things down. A good old fashioned notebook and pen, I should say. Fantastic. And I'm gonna one up you and say, make that notebook a rocket book. That's rocket mm. like the one that goes off in the sky. Um, rocket books are amazing <clears throat> because it's a notebook that's reusable. It is not fully digital like something like a, um, oh, what are those things called? Remarkable, like Remarkable oh, right. 2. That one is completely um, digital. A rocket book actually feels like notebook paper, even though it's kind of like a plastic composite page. Um, you write on it. And at the very bottom, there are a bunch of different icons. And when you're going to erase it with just a clean um, washcloth, when you're about to erase the page, you check mark 
one of the icons at the bottom, scan it with the Rocketbook mm. app, and it automatically delivers whatever that paper was to a different destination. So for example, one of my destinations is obviously called brainstorming. And when I scan it in, it automatically goes into my brainstorming Rocketbook folder in my Google Drive. I also have one for my personal assistant. If I scan it to her, it changes it. It mm. changes the text into typewriting and it emails her. So here's that's Rocketbook. That's, that's my next big one. And so now I'm going to lob it back to you. Go ahead, Tom. Well, I got a, a real quick question about Rocketbook, though. Can you yeah. can you search stuff? Like, in other yes. words, it is even searchable, okay. and you can also um, label it using a hashtag. So they call it smart tags. So I'll hashtag something Isabel because okay, this was something that was very Isabel friendly, and when it uploads it online, it it gives you a um, the date, the time and date stamp as well. Um, they are searchable. You can bulk scan. So let's say I did three pages during a mastermind and I want those all to be in the same scan. Um, it's got actually quite a lot of capability. And if you're in the US, I think Office Depot has them um, on clearance at the moment. So go buy those suckers up. I think they're about $30 a pop and you will not regret it. Huh, that is cheap. I was actually just in Staples earlier tonight. I should have been, I should have looked for one. All right. Staples doesn't have them though. It's odd that I know that. Oh, it's only Home Depot. Yeah. The Depot. All right. Okay. Um, all right. Sticking with the theme of organizing your thoughts. Um, I've got one called focus mapping. This is again, not necessarily a tool, not necessarily an app, but it's just, it's just a way using your notebook, your rocket book, your good old fashioned notebook. You can kind of organize your thoughts in terms of uh, in terms of what to prioritize, what to tackle, what to do. So, you know, again, if you've got several ideas as to things you want to accomplish, but you're not sure where to begin, you're actually maybe even possibly spinning your wheels because you've got too many things. So this is this is a tool created by uh, B.J. Fogg, who is a social scientist, wrote a book called Tiny Habits. And this is maybe a little hard to describe on an audio format, but basically think about um, you're creating four quadrants on a piece of paper. You've got a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. On the vertical axis, you've got um, easiest at the top, hardest at the bottom. And then on the horizontal axis, you've got um, most impactful. And then on the other end, you've got least impactful. And so the things you should tackle first are the things that are easiest in, you know, in the easiest, most impactful quadrant. And so, you know, there again, if it's easy, theoretically, it's something you can get done kind of quick and it's going to have a lot of impact. It's, you know, we all use the phrase low hanging fruit. It helps you figure out what the low hanging fruit is. Now, the stuff that's most impactful and the hardest well maybe that just sort of becomes a long-term project for you it's not something you do in the short term it's something you do more over the span of a couple of months or even a year or something like that um and then hard and not very impactful that's something you can procrastinate on <laughs> right um and then easy and take some time uh, maybe you delegate that i'm thinking i'm thinking you delegate that to somebody else perhaps that so, is 
yeah, not an app, not not a not a website, but just sort of a way of hacking your thinking and, and getting yourself prioritizing and focusing. I love it. And so you're like, okay, the next one I'm going to tell you about is focus mapping. And I was like, oh no, he's going to take my next one, which is focus mate. So mm. focus mate is a website where basically if you log in, it's just got a calendar on it. And let's say you have a 30 minute task that you've been putting off. It's one of those ones that's hard, but great payoff in the, on your quadrant. And you're like, okay, I need to finish making this one piece of paperwork that's going to be used on my intake for my practice. So you can sign into Focusmate, you click on the calendar, you create an appointment essentially, and a stranger somewhere else in the wor world, and most of these people are just total nerds, <laughs> you'll be paired with another nerd inside a nice secure connection. At the very beginning of your meeting, you spend one minute saying, Hi, how are you doing today? This is what I'm going to accomplish during our session. You can do it for a 25 minute session or a 50 minute session. And basically you say, this is the one thing I'm going to get done. You ask the person, what are you going to get done? And then for some reason, you feel responsible to not let that person down. And I have accomplished so much in those 25 minute tasks. I often find things that I find personally difficult, like, doing tax work or, mm. you know, other administrative tasks. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say focus mate is my next favorite. You get five free appointments a month. If you need more than that, you can sign up and it's $5 a month, but focus mate is great because it gives you a little bit of that boost to be able to be working alongside someone else online who is a stranger. You can think about it like chat roulette, but everyone's wearing clothing. Tom, I'm going to swing it back to you. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that that's sort of like the, uh, it's, a, it's almost like, it's just accountability. It's like, it's not a personal trainer, but it's kind of the personal trainer thing. Like you're just, you know, you've got somebody that you're holding accountable. Um, I've got another, this is sort of an app. It's called, uh, it's just a quick, Cheap thing you can download. Cheap, it's free. It's a Chrome extension. It's called Workona. W R W O R K O N A. And basically, if you are like me and you end up with, uh, you know, seven browser windows and they all have about sixteen tabs in them, you know, <laughs> you begin to forget what tabs you had going on. So at Workona, me next time, Tom. At me. Right. right. <laughs> so Workona uh organizes your tabs and so for me i've got uh you know uh, you know a, a work they call them workspaces is what they call them but just think of the workspaces as a browser window but it, it organizes things for you uh in a way that uh keeps the tabs sort of categorized by certain things that you're working on but it also sort of cuts down on the distractions because sometimes if you've got one browser tab there i'm sorry if you have one window with a whole bunch of tabs in there you almost get a little distracted at least i do anyway so um i just find it's nice to keep yourself organized and focused all right now this might be a phonemic thing or a decoding thing do you think maybe it's called work on a like work on a something <laughs> work on a tab work on a task i don't know just throwing it out there, but I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about Workona, 
Or I think it's work. I think it's work. Work Ona. Work Ona. No, I'm I'm being okay. dork. Dear God, you're fine. You're out. fine. You cut that out. Speaking right, of <laughs> weird words, um, another one that is my go-to is text expander. All right. What is text expander? Text expander is where, like, as audiologists, we think that every single thing we say is novel, and guess what? It's not. You have written <laughs> otoscopy pl- prior to um examination was showed clear uh temp i you know i know what you're saying i'm gonna start over i'm gonna start over we have all written otoscopy prior to audiometric evaluation displayed or showed clear ear canals and unremarkable tympanic membranes bilaterally can you tell that I don't actually type that anymore? Because I was thinking now, that actually. Right? I exactly. I, I am out of practice. Right. So now I type O-T-O, Odo, clear as all one weird. Odo clear. That is what I type into my computer where it automatically fills that in on anything in my computer. Whether I'm online, whether I'm in a Word document, I use... I've taken a whole bunch of things that I say over and over and over again, and I load them all into a text expander. I think it's $2.50, $250 a month, still worth it. Just kidding. $2.50 yeah. um, a month for me to have the professional version. Um, and it's a total game changer. Like, honestly, take all of those templates that you've got templates, if you want to say it that way, um, and load templates. it. Templates. Workona template. Um, <laughs> um, load those into text expander and make your life better. And guess what? It even has a, an Apple keyboard. So you can even take those text expanders and have them on your phone. Same program. Oh, I see. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes, sometimes you're tapping out those messages on your phone. Sometimes you're tapping them out on your computer. I mean, I saw you use it somewhat recently um, with a link. It's, it's a link that you share fairly often to an article. It's not a link anybody would ever remember because there's all sorts of characters in it, but you had it set up for that and you just hit it, did a couple of keystrokes and, and there was the link. Exactly. Like if people are asking you for the same information over and over again, like you can go like, think about, oh, this is even more wild. (laughs) The professional version of text expander will alert you when you have typed the same thing over and over. And it will suggest, would you like to use this shortcut? You idiot. Cause you keep typing it over and over. Thanks. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Now, is there an, is it relatively easy to get to your cheat sheet in case you forget all your uh, abbreviations? Yeah. So what I used to do when I had quite a big text expander because I was working clinically doing standard boring audiology instead of auditory processing work, I would take, I had a piece of paper that had every single one of my weird shortcuts and I had it like stuck to the side of my monitor. Like I was 85 and they were my passwords. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. Like you got a lot of passwords. You got to do that. Right, right, right. No, I like that. That's good. Well, actually, I mean, Counselor has become quite popular in in the last couple of years. And they don't have shortcuts like that, but they have a section in there when you're writing reports, you can just take sentences and drop them into the report, sentences that you get used fairly often. So, yeah, it's... uh, 
I think a number of us have realized, my God, I, I typed the same thing over and over again. How do, what's the shortcut here? What's the shortcut? Um, okay, let's see here. What, what else have we got? Um, I don't know that this one is necessarily a secret, but um, Canva, C-A-N-V-A, Canva. I mean, that's, you know, that's getting kind of well-known. I think at this point, it's not, it's not some hidden gem that we're coming up with. But, you know, if you're doing anything on social media or if you're doing YouTube videos, you can create, you know, um, like sort of like, a, a, what do they call those? Cover slides, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's so easy to use. It, it's even easy to use on a phone. I find editing photos and things somewhat difficult on a phone sometimes. Canva is even easy on a phone. It's easy on a computer. It's easy. And uh, it's relatively cheap. I think it's, what is it, 10 bucks a month or nine bucks a month or something like that? Cheap as chips. And did you know that you can use Canva to generate QR codes? I probably did. I probably did. I actually, it's, it's, I've been thinking I need to come up with a QR code lately uh, for my buddies and I uh, when we play golf and we bet money. I'd like to have a QR code for my Venmo so that they can just, and I just keep it on my golf bag and they can just scan the QR code and pay me that way. Oh my God. <laughs> so maybe I'll do that after of, this. <laughs> speaking of something like that, um, I would suggest using something called Linktree. So right. let's just say that you happen to do a TEDx talk <laughs> and they're like, hey, guess what? We will actually post one or two links in your bio. One of my favorite things to use is something called Linktree because, mm -hmm. and it's link, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E. -E. The best part about Linktree is it's one website that you can go to where it has links to all of your different things, your different social media, your website, whatever, and you can change it. So I included a link tree on in my TEDx talk because that way I can update that link without actually totally changing a website. Let's say, oh, a new article comes out. I can put it in there. Um, so link tree is great. You can also put that in your bio on uh, Instagram. So if somebody wants to connect with you, they click there. They see all of the best ways to get in touch. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking for an audiologist who's got a private practice, they've got maybe an Instagram page for their private practice and they can have a link in there to their contact page for their website. They can have a link in there to, you know, whatever particular service they were talking about or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That can be, I, you know, I've seen so many link trees on people's profiles. I forgot that that's even, you know, worth pointing out. That's a good one. It's become ubiquitous, I guess. Um, I'm going to point out another one. Uh, this might not be for everybody, although I think one, at least one of us on this podcast would say everybody should use it. And that is, um, I, I, I may throw it out there, but let you describe it. So a, a colleague of ours has created some software that makes it incredibly easy to score auditory processing evaluations. Incredibly easy. I have it. It's, it saves a tremendous amount of time. So when we're doing, when we're adding up the score at the end, I'm going to get all the points for this, but you're going to describe it. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> whatever. You're going to get the points. That's fine. It's fine. I already feel like I'm, you know, ahead jokes. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of getting ahead, Lalsa and Dinesh 
um, created this amazing software. So Lalsa was in one of my first cohorts of people who came through Auditory Processing Institute who learned how to score auditory processing testing. And Lalsa and her husband said, wow, this is really complicated, but it could be made into a software. So they put their two genius minds together and created an APD test software where you, in real time, as the client is responding, you put in what the client responded with, it scores it, and it gives you beautiful printouts that actually show what the results of the testing were, was, in as were B Ben. I'll put that into Jasper later. Jokes. <laughs> um, so Lalsa, um, first of all, Lalsa, if you happen to be hearing this, huge shout out to you. Um, if anybody is looking for that, it's apdtestsoftware.ca, I believe is there. Um, so it's Audipro, A-U-D-I-P-R-O.ca. Yeah. Um, I'll find it. it and put it in the show notes, as they say. Okay. Um, but this software is amazing. And they're also about to release version two. And we're doing a little bit of a collaboration right now um, mm. to create an online dashboard that helps display test results in a really cool way. I'm really hoping for a future that where reports can be a little bit more automated, where it can take a little bit of that stress and pressure off the audiologist um, because the brain does not change based on each report you write. If we see certain signs, it's going to lead down the same path. Um, and I think that if we try, if we care more about overly customizing our reports to suit each person, as opposed to understanding basic concepts and how they apply to each individual, I think we are probably doing a disservice to the client. If I'm honest, right? No, I'd agree. I, I agree with all that. It, it, you know, the analogy I use for it, and I'm gonna kind of unfortunately date myself here a little bit, but I learned, I learned. Uh, well, back then they were ENGs, so I learned ENG VNG on a piece of equipment that was incredibly old, even when I was learning how to do this stuff. But what it did was it. It forced me to, I had to um, uh, calculate nystagmus on a strip chart. And then I had to do the calculations by hand. And so that helped me understand it quite a bit. I, you know, I, you know that really drove home what nystagmus is and if it's asymmetric, not, you know, whatever. But my God, then when it went to VNG and the computer just does it for you, I thought, at, at, at first I thought, mm, this feels like cheating a little bit, but you know what, it just saved me forever. So uh, I like it. To a certain extent, I, I see Lulz's software as the same thing. It's, you know, the first couple of times you do it, it's probably good to score it by hand so you understand what's really going on behind the scenes. But after that, use the software. Use the software. It saves you a ton of time. It displays it nicely. Uh, so you're not trying to format the report that you've written. Uh, it, 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 and, you know, again, I think you mentioned it and I've mentioned it, the real ninja is using the software on the fly as you're doing the test and you're just entering it in that saves even more time so uh if you're somebody who is thinking about getting into auditory processing work and you've been putting it off because you're afraid of the report writing 
which is a legitimate concern, this makes it so much easier and saves so much time. Hours upon hours have been saved. Hours upon hours. Oh, I use it for every APD evaluation that I do. And I do all of my work over telepractice. So the next one that I'm going to mention is Zoom. Now, did you know <laughs> that you have HIPAA compliant Zoom for no extra money if you are in the US? I didn't realize that. I mean, I, I'm ponying up for it, but I guess it's not for the HIPAA. I guess it's for no, something else. I mean, all you I have to do other is features. just, it, Zoom for healthcare is an absolute free, you get a BAA, a business yeah. associate agreement, yep. where they promise to protect your information as much as you protect your own private health information. Um, it is awesome. You cannot get it when you're outside the US. It's like, I think it's only $149 a year for you to Still have that cheap. total cheap as chips. That is ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say zoom for healthcare is another one of my tech hacks. Um, I have been working with children online and I've found that the avatars that you can use in your video, like changing yourself into a bunny or a dog or something can be really helpful during pediatric work. Unfortunately, sometimes the kid no longer likes you and only wants to see the avatar. <laughs> so that's just a little bit awkward, um, but that's all right. Uh, kind of in that same vein, um, I really love freelancer. So freelancer Actually, that has nothing to do with anything. I was just trying to one-up you. So Freelancer <laughs> is a website where you can go for to help with certain projects. It's a little bit like Fiverr. Fiverr is where you can yeah. go online and hire someone to do something for you. But Freelancer is great if you have a general idea of something that you want to have done, but you don't really know what direction you want to take it. So for example, let's say that you are creating a new podcast and you're like, I want to think, I want to see a podcast logo. I want to create a podcast logo. I want it to have something to do with the brain. I want to have bright colors. I want it to look really modern. So I could write that all out. And then I could create a contest where people submit entries of potential options and then when you select the one that you like the most, they get the money that you have promised to pay. So, mm. so for example, I might say, all right, here's a task that I would like done. I would like to have this graph that I've just drawn by hand. I want to have that made to look more professional. And I'd gladly pay $25 for it or $50 or whatever. Then I put, I pay $50 to freelancer freelancer opens up the contest. I say, okay, I want it to take three days. And then lots of people submit ideas. You pick the best one. And, um, and then they automatically get that money and you get the rights to that image. I like the competition angle to it. I like the creativity angle to it. That's good. I like that. I like that. I like that one a lot. I have to think about how I'm going to use that one. I mean, really, I'm going to give all these things a shot and some of them I already have, but, uh, but that's a good one. By the way, like none of the things we're talking about are terribly expensive, but I feel like we've thrown out so many that if everyone used all these things, they'd be spending, they'd be spending a couple hundred bucks a month, but whatever. I mean, it saves time though. Time is money. Saves time. Right? Absolutely. Time is money. And I think that audiologists actually really don't value their time, right? They, and 
But for every minute of the day that I save with using one of these types of software, I'm providing time with my daughter, you know, pretending to clean my house. Oh, by the way, if you don't like doing something in your life, find a way to have someone else do it for you. No matter what, like do not, do you know how many more women in the world could have made substantial contributions to humanity if ironing wasn't a thing? Like back in the 1950s, like such a huge waste of time. Like who who cares that your clothes are flat? I know, right. but uh, you know, I, I like a crease in my pants. Do you? <laughs> no, hey. no, hey no. And I'm Hey-o. not about to ask anybody to uh, iron my pants. I want to be very clear about that. Um, very clear. My um, my foster mom used to iron my jeans in high school, um, and they would have a crease down the front of them, and I was like, uh. Okay, I um, that's not very good. I appreciate these jeans I know very you much. Always tell but... me that I'm so good, but um, that's not that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that that's actually if we're looking for signs that society's advanced, we're not ironing as much as we used to. It's we we are making, but in all seriousness, though, audiologists, you're, you're totally right. I, I say this all the time. There's so many things audiologists should be delegating, from bookkeeping to coming up with a logo for something, to having somebody else change the wax traps and fix the Bluetooth connection. You know, there's, Honestly, there's just much better uses yeah. of a doctor's time. than For sure. Honestly, we are scientists. We have gone through this huge amount of work to become scientists who fix complex problems. Like, honestly, we are completely wasting our time dealing with cleaning hearing aids. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, you know, I'm, I'm reading, uh, I, I, we're probably both running a little short on time here, but I'm running, I'm reading Adam Grant's Think Again. One of the things he talks about in there is everybody, no matter what you're doing, no matter what line of work you're in or life you're in, you, sh- you should be sort of taking on the mind of a scientist where you're sort of constantly evaluating. You've got your opinions, but you're always evaluating and reevaluating. And I feel like, you know, when you mentioned audiologists or scientists, that's one thing they should be doing is reevaluating. Is this really, you know, whatever this is, you know, I I always, everyone knows that wax traps, I I can't stand them. So, um, you know, that's you know, like reevaluate. Is this really the best use of my time or should somebody else, can I delegate this to somebody while I think about something more strategic, maybe, all the time I've spent figuring out wax traps and Bluetooth, I could have spent, you know, uh, learning a new skill like a tinnitus treatment or an auditory processing treatment or something like that, you know. Uh, so, and that's uh, that's where a lot of these tools though also come in that we've just talked about. And uh, yeah, so. and to bring up my dude Jack Katz, mm. his mom used to say that it's a shame to waste. So if you can do two things at the same time that further you in different goals, then you are really doing well. So along those same lines as what you were talking about, using something like Speechify to take in, you can take um, a- an article online, load it into Speechify, that's speech, I-F-Y, um, that you can actually listen to research as you're walking your dog or as you're roller skating outside or riding your adult-sized tricycle. I don't know. I'm just putting out ideas out there. But um, 
to be a scientist, we have to keep abreast of current research. Um, and so, yeah, that I'm going to go ahead and just drop my mic all over that speechify. <laughs> I, you know, it occurred to me that I was thinking we, 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 should, we should wrap up this episode with a lightning round. But I kind of feel like the whole episode has been a lightning round from the time we started. It has. It has, except <laughs> I've still got more if you want. Uh, yes, because I'm actually kind of running out. Good thing mine were so high in point value that I'm probably still keeping my lead. But, um, you know, it did occur to me as we're talking about this that we may have found the one subject that gets you more enthused than auditory processing. Like coming up with all these time hacks and tricks and apps and tips. You're more lit up about this than you are about uh, decoding. Oh, no, <laughs> no, never, never. You're never going to see me show pre and post videos of somebody <laughs> um, by using my hacks. No, but I've let me seen go ahead a say. blank. I've seen your blank screen and then you use the text expander and the text is there. So I have seen it, it is before there. And Okay, you have. Good. Dang it. Dang it. You have. Okay. All right, Tom. More winning. I, I challenge yeah. you to a lightning round. I'm I'm almost out. I don't think I have my Okay, button. well, see, this is what a competitor does. Yeah. A true competitor is like, oh, <laughs> you're almost out because I've got loads more. Okay, I'll make, here I'll we make go. Apps I'm up. gonna go quickly. I'm going quickly. All right. Let's say that you need to put together a PowerPoint presentation. Use your otter to talk about what the basic idea is. Take that, copy it, put it into chat GPT and request it to make an outline. Then take that outline, put it into Microsoft Word in outline view. Okay. Then add sub points under that outline. Copy that or save that and import it into PowerPoint under outline view. And it will automatically make all of those slides. Wow. That is time saving. See that, that there's where, you know, I feel like at this point, we'll see what happens over time, but there's where I feel like these AI programs are so handy. It just, it kind of gets you started. If you've got the, the writer's block, so to speak, it just, it gets you going, you know, you're going to want to fill in the details. You're going to want to fill in the minutia, but it, it gets you started. I, I feel like it's, uh, you know, for, if you've got a little bit of a wall of awful about something, it, uh, it helps you get over that kind of quick. So. I hate walls of awful. I hate walls of awful. Um, and nobody deserves to be trapped in a wall of awful. <laughs> unless it, unless it's a wall of waffles, which sounds delicious. Oh and God. so for that reason, I, I mean, think you I lost points there. I think you lost a hundred <laughs> points. <laughs> um, oh, and let's go ahead and say Alexa. Also like having, I know that they're probably monitoring and we'll be telling people about auditory training in my house as well, but using Alexa to open the gate on my, um, on our driveway, that's fantastic. Or it's giving me my morning briefing with all of my news. Dude, I could go for days. Are you sure you want to? I know, my gosh. Keep going. You're on a roll. I don't okay, want to stop you. Um, I love Stripe using Stripe. Let's say you've set up a payment plan. Stripe is an online payment processor. So let's say that you've shifted your gears in your clinic and you're mostly online. Use Stripe. You'll be really stoked. By the way, I have no conflict of interest with any of these things that I'm mentioning. And the very last one, though, is Acoustic Pioneer. Matt Barker Ooh. created an amazing testing and therapy um, program, iPad-based mostly. Mm -hmm. 
where you can actually assess auditory processing in children age five and older. I use it even on adults to gather baseline data pre-therapy. He even has three apps for therapy. One trains dichotic processing, one trains tonal processing, and he has a brand new one called Elephant Memory, which works on auditory working memory. So check out AcousticPioneer.com. Once again, no conflict of interest other than the fact that I love using his products. Um, and Matt Barker is so good with customer service as well. I, I, as a customer, I would agree with that. That, that is a very good one. That is a good one. And again, that's another way similar to Lulsa software. That's another way to get into auditory processing, kind of dip your toe in the pool a little bit. One thing though, we're going to have to deduct some points from you again. Last time I looked, Stripe is not HIPAA compliant. Last oh, is it looked. not? No, Square is. Square, Ooh, Square is very similar. Square is very similar and it is HIPAA compliant. Okay, well, instead use it for your Etsy shop or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fine. Zero, right. All if right. you sell your crochet, do it through Stripe. Yeah, yeah. I have to think of the name for my crochet shop on Etsy. We'll, we'll come up. Well, I'm, well I'll, I'll put that on Freelancer. Someone will, I'll, I'll put up 10 bucks and somebody can come up with yes. the best name for my crochet shop. Um, so we've covered a lot of ground here, Dr. Alexander. Yes, sir. So I think what I would say is, <clears throat> I was adding up the points as we went. I came, I I won by a half point. It was, it's kind of awkward. But, that, but, that, but that's, yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah. This turned out better than the stupid Super Bowl. Oh uh, yeah, except my Chiefs. See, I didn't think you followed football much. Mm, American football. Only when I'm winning. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, now you've lost a million points. You're, you're you've got negative points, and I've won the podcast. Rock, you. chalk, Jayhawk, go KU, go Chiefs! I love how the I love how Kansas City is mostly in Missouri, and if people are like, "Oh, you're from Kansas," you're from Kansas City. I'm like, "Yeah, no, that's mostly in Missouri." But then when the Chiefs win, I'm like, "Hometown heroes!" Right, yeah, that's right. from my state, Kansas. Right. Kansas is in the thing, Kansas City. <laughs> so the well, the final thing I'll add, it's not at all related to audiology, but I saw, oh shoot, I'm going to forget the number now, but our beloved Chase, Jason, Jason Kelsey here in, in Philadelphia plays for the Eagles. He's the center. Yes. His brother, Travis Kelsey plays Travis for Kelsey. the Chiefs. You know, if right? you, only if you were living under a rock, did you not know that two brothers were playing in the Super Bowl? And so um, Jason Kelsey has a charity and... Chiefs fans were donating after the Super Bowl. Chiefs fans were donating to this charity left and right. They made a ton of money from uh, Chiefs fans. That's kind of cool. So good that for you guys. Awesome. Good for you guys. You're gracious I mean, winners. Yeah, we really are. So at any rate, Angela, I thank you for doing this. I hope everybody's going to try all this stuff out. If people want to find us somehow on social media, I would get a kick out of hearing how, what tools you used and how it made a difference for you and how much time it saved you. Uh, and Angela gets royalties, I think, on all of the things she mentioned. And never uh, fractions Not of a penny. All. That's hilarious. Hey, Tom, it was a pleasure to come on your podcast and beat you at your own game. Touche. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can't wait for our next conversation. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Anyone need to catch their breath? As usual, Angela brought the fire and the energy, 
And I hope you found some tools uh, that you can use in your daily work or some ideas for things you can use or, or ways in which you can approach things differently. Once again, I'd like to thank you for listening. And if you've found this podcast to be helpful or entertaining or interesting or any of the above, please share it with others who you think might enjoy it as well. Until next time, thanks for listening.